There we go. We are live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. Welcome to the Feel Inspired podcast with my very special guest today, the main man, Akash Vigela. This guy has been doing some crazy shit recently and the results pretty much speak for themselves is what I have to say. Uh, I am very impressed. But for anyone who's joining us for the first time, my name is Amit Soda. This is the Feel Inspired podcast. Uh, you will find me on Facebook. You'll find me on Instagram. You'll find me all over the place, um, constantly coaching, inspiring people, doing all the shit that I love. And now this podcast has come about to bring in some incredible guests, some incredible people who ha are changing lives, but also changing paradigms, I would say, as well. Yeah. Um, and I think you are definitely one of those individuals. So I wanted to have you on. I'm so glad you decided to come on as well. Thank you. Really appreciate it. That's all right, man. So firstly, right, because the truth is, I actually don't know much about you. Okay. So I'd love, just for the first couple of minutes, if you can just tell me a little bit about, or tell everyone actually a little bit about who you are as a person, because, and, and how you came to this point in terms of being a bodybuilder, you know, where did it start from, yeah. you know, how it all began? Sure. What is it? Where do you want me to start? Right from the beginning? Yeah, yeah I think so. Give us, like, give us like a two or three minutes sort of yeah. like upshot okay. of your life up until this point. Sure. So right now, I I am um, I run a body transformation company called RNT Fitness, where we help. Uh, we specialize in helping regular busy people transform their bodies and change their lives through online coaching. Um, now, how I got to this point was. Uh, like you said at the beginning, it was very much a paradigm shift for uh, everyone around me. In that 10 years ago, I was very much along the lines of following my uh, father's footsteps in becoming a lawyer. Oh, were you? You know, the traditional <laughs> lawyer, <laughs> finance, doctor, whatever. So I was, I was set to be a lawyer. I was doing work experience all around the world in London. Uh, all my subjects at school were geared towards doing law. Uh, then I got taken to the gym once um, as every sort of 17 year old does they want to look better for the girls they want to improve their confidence of course always uh, so, so were you were you on the university path as well were you actually doing law studying i was law i was well? a, I, I was in the process of writing my personal statements i was going to open days nice i was, I was pretty much about to go uh, and submit the application oh so this is pre-uni then yeah pre-uni pre so i'm 17 okay. years old gotcha um and i got bit by the the gym bug nice and uh, so I started training and, you know, at the beginning it was just about uh, improving my confidence, feeling better, trying to attract girls. Uh, and then it became uh, a lot, a lot more because I became completely hooked, not just by the act of going to the gym, but also in the science behind it, all the theories, the, the practical applications of everything that goes on behind it. And all I was doing at school was reading about health and fitness. And the, my, one of my best friends who took me to the gym in the first place then said to me, we were in a, sitting in a computer room during like a careers event, and I was reading about some article, training article, and he goes to me, have you ever considered doing it as a career? Yeah. And I, and I was like, I don't think you can do it as a career. I don't think there's anything in this thing. <laughs> but that sparked a seed in my head, because yeah. then I was like, oh, maybe there is something here. Maybe there's something I can do. So I did some research, and I found out there's something called sports science degree. You get things called personal trainers. Um, and, and these people done correctly can it help improve uh someone's body composition someone's health etc so what was your shape what was your shape and your body situation at that time as well when you started yeah so when i started i was that i was a skinny fat uh skinny, skinny fat, fat you're like a toffee yeah skinny fat so yeah. i was 58 kilos five foot ten. Oh my god no way 58, yeah, 58 kilos. kilos five foot ten but had moves in a pot belly <laughs> so probably the worst snap, combination snap. <laughs> probably the worst combination of, of everything and what had happened is uh, I wanted to change that. 
Um, and then I'll, so I got, I got a bit about the bug, looked into research, and then decided, right, I'm not, I'm not going to do law because I, I, I spent some time where my dad works, and that was like the real eye opener. Eye opener because I was like, I don't think this is for me. Mm. Um, so I thought I'm going to do sports science instead. So you know, the, the initial reaction uh, was going home, telling my parents, and, and the first thing they said was, "How are you going to pay the bills?" Uh, and and I was like, I'll figure out a way. I don't, I don't really know. I just want to do what I, what I want to do. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I went, went through university, started helping people at university, friends, family, uh, found out I was getting good results. So I thought, you know, this is a real career that I could, I could build on. Left university, uh, started working in the city as a personal trainer uh, in the Morgate local street area, worked there for four to five years. Uh, and then it was getting to the point where, you know, I didn't see the sustainability of, leaving my house at 5.30 in the morning till 10 p.m. at night, being on the gym floor. I thought, if I have a family, I'm never going to see them. Yeah. So then the, 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 the seeds started planting of doing online, which is where RNT Fitness comes in. And, and as of 2017, uh, in May, we launched RNT Fitness, which is ultimately online body transformation coaching. And so where does the online concept come from as well? Yeah, so, so the idea was that I... I I was getting very burnt out from oh, being okay. on so the gym it floor. Was that, where, that was the idea. That was where, burning exactly. that idea. So okay, cool. what I didn't want to do is have uh, be trading time for money all the time yeah. and always being uh, guided by the clock. Yeah. yeah. There's only so many hours in the day. There's only so many people we can help. Um, and I didn't want to have that limitation for me. I didn't want to have the, the stress of waking up at 4 and to have your 6, 6 a.m. client cancel on you yeah. at 4.30 in the morning. It just it just wasn't a life that I wanted to live for a long run, and, and like I said before, if I ever have a family, you know, it's just not a sustainable lifestyle. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to build something where uh, I'm in control of my time and I can help more people, which ultimately is uh, the natural path is online. Wow, that's incredible as well. So you could have easily have become a lawyer, and yet you took this path and went. Yeah, into I still a, think about it. Like, yeah. You know, my life could have been so different. We'll, we'll I, like share a picture of this one one day, so I want to see a picture of you at that stage in your life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, before I've got, I've got to dig it out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I, this I got to see as well because obviously you look very different right now, <laughs> and you're on one of your um, uh, what would you call it? How do you describe yeah? So it? right now I'm two weeks away from uh, a photo shoot, uh, which is you know it's more just a personal challenge again. You know I like to practice what I preach. We we're talking about this off air yeah, before we go on. Yeah, we'll continue this uh, as well, actually. And for me, it's extremely important that any practitioner in any field practices what they preach. And a big part of that for me is ultimately getting into shape and showing that I can't just do it once, that I can do it repeatedly. Mm. Um, so there's one thing, there's a saying I always say is if you want to take your clients to the extreme, you have to have gone to the extreme yourself. Yeah. And if you haven't been to that extreme, how can you relate to your client along that journey? And this extreme can is, is all relative. So for some person, it could be dropping five stone. For other person, for me, it's getting completely ripped where there's not much body fat left on me. It's all relative to what you deem as extreme, but it's important that any practitioner in any field, whether you're finance, in your case, a life coach, dating, whatever it is, that you've been to that extreme yourself. Mm. So you can relate to your clients. You, you know when they're feeling low, when they're struggling, that you've been there as well. You felt that that feeling, and you know how to navigate around it. Um, so this, for me, is essentially sharpening the sword. Like I'm trying, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. doing it again because every time you do it, it's different. Your life is different. The yeah. struggles you have are different. The way you set up the diet is different. So every time is a new experience. It's sharpening the sword. It's getting better, and ultimately, it allows 
myself, but really the company as a whole and everything we're doing to be able to service our clients in a better way and ultimately yeah. help them change their lives uh, for the better. See, I think it's an important as an example when you're actually doing and practicing what you preach, because from your client's perspective, they're seeing that firstly, you're not full of shit. You're someone who actually backs up their talk and actually does what they say they do. Yeah. And it's not just a question of you saying to people, do this. Because I used to have this coach uh, ages ago. This was in badminton. And he was the type of pe person who would tell people what to do. He was a good player, but he would never practice any of the things he would say. Yeah. See, I, I am one of these people. My mindset is that if I'm going to coach someone on something, I have to live it. And if I'm not living it, it you know, it goes back to that story, that um, um, fable about Gandhi, where uh, a parent brings his, uh, their son to Gandhi and says, you know, my kid keeps eating sugar. And they'd spent seven days traveling there. And he sent him away, said, look, come back in two weeks. And they would travel back. Then they came back and they arrived back and stuff. And the, the Gandhi says to the kid, you know, give up sugar. And she's like, why did you send this away? Why didn't you just tell him two weeks ago? And he goes, how can I tell him to give up sugar when I'm eating more sugar myself? Mm -hmm. So he used that time to give up on sugar. Uh, and I think, but that's such an important thing. There is like Tony Robbins, we were a business master recently. And he, one of the examples he gave is that he was training people to shoot, uh, become expert marksmen. And the military wanted him to cut down his time, their training time from four days. Now, he'd never shot a gun in his life, but he was an expert at modeling people. So he had to immerse himself in that, learn exactly what they did, and then he could pass that on yeah. to other people. And I think that's so important. There, there's certain things you can't learn in a textbook. Yeah. You can oh. read all about it. You can read the blogs. You can listen to the podcast. But unless you experience it, you can never be able to, you can never coach it. Yeah. But I also think it's important to not just do it, I've just done it once. Like you get a lot of people in my field, for example, they got in shape once and suddenly they're set for life and they get mm -hmm. out of shape and they just keep, you know, saying, using the same yeah. old pictures again over and over. But I think it's important that you keep sharpening the sword because you're going to keep learning and you can keep empathizing and you can show that you, know, you can still do it. And yeah. You can still put yourself through the hard yards because getting into extreme shape is no easy feat. Oh, God. So the yeah. mind games, the, yeah. the, 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 the fatigue, the, the mental struggles, everything you put yourself through yeah. is is brutal. And you have to yeah. remember that. You know, you can you can think about how oh oh yeah, I remember how it used to feel. But unless it's fresh in your mind, yeah. you're not gonna know, right? No, it's true. Uh, yeah, so right now I'm I'm speaking to you now and yeah. I'm giving more my energy now, but after this I'm probably gonna collapse on in the car <laughs> on the way home. This is quite tiring um, though as well. People underestimate yeah. actually it takes a lot of energy just to do this, actually, just to give your energy and your focus to something like this. It's it takes a lot out of you. Yes. When I do my lives on Saturday night on the show, on the radio show, I'm I'm spent after that. Yeah. Absolutely spent. Because I give everything I've got to that life. And this and this is part of it. And it's it's one thing doing it when you're young, you've yeah. got no responsibilities, uh, no stresses. But when you've got you know the stress of business, you've got all the life things that happen, and mm. you know if you're running a business, there's always some sort of stress going on. Um, and when you have to push yourself mentally and physically through a diet, there's other things you learn about yourself. And one thing I I always I always uh, say is that the physical is the vehicle mm. to greater good in your life. Because what, what I find is as you push yourself to the extreme physically, you have to take yourself mentally into such a place where the insights, the introspection you gain about yourself is so critical and so revealing that it makes you a better person and it makes you better in everything you do. 
No, I, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. I don't know if I told you this as well, but I'm going to, I'm training for the marathon uh, next year. So I've, I did it in 2012, but I, I got to about mile 14, 15 and I burned out and I knew if I carried on running, I would make it to the end. So I had to walk the rest of the way. Uh, and I made it to the end. Right. And I was on the final straight and I got overtaken by that 101 year old seat guy at that time. Do you remember, do you remember that seat guy as well? I don't remember. Uh, he, he's, he's very well known. I think he's still around and he was, he started running marathons when he was 87. Yeah. I've forgotten his name. Someone out there probably knows his name. But literally, I was on that home straight and I got overtaken by him. I was like, you son of a gun. So, But ever since then, I thought, right, I've got to do this again. So my plan is to do it next year. Um, and I, I, at the beginning of this year, I wanted to take my training to more seriously. Let's say, let's not say to another level. I was, I've always been exercising, but I wanted to become more serious about my physical because my, um, I was out with some friends last year all in our 40s now uh, and instead and it was all boys instead of the conversation being about you know the usual boy chat yeah. it was all about our health like one had just been in hospital the other one had just been really ill um and i just thought to myself you know what we're not getting any younger if you don't take care of yourself if you don't look after yourself yeah. you're gonna suffer so since the beginning of this year i've been waking up at 5 a.m every day going to the gym i've missed about 14 non you know non-rest days since the beginning of the year That's pretty going. Going, it's yeah. not bad but um and i've had injury i've had back injury i've been really ill there were days when i was sleeping one hour and i was still getting myself out of bed getting to the gym the first three four months because i'm a late sleeper so to reprogram myself to sleep early was really difficult and i just couldn't do it and the more you try and sleep early when you're a late sleeper the less you can sleep so i was getting i was going to sleep and then going to sleep about four having to push myself out of yeah. bed at five in the morning, I'd go to the gym, even if I meant going to the gym and coming back home and getting some sleep, I wanted to make that habit. Um, and I don't know about you, but I was doing this thing where I, I still do it even now, right? I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, you know, what? I'll just go, I'll go for an easy workout. Yeah, this is the way I get myself out of bed, right? Oh, I'll just take it easy today. Go do 20 minutes on the bike and I'll come home. Yeah. Whenever I get to the gym though, I can never do an easy workout. I really push myself. Yeah. Yesterday, I was like, I'm, I'm aching today from my workout yesterday. Um, and it's just become part of that mindset now about, you know, pushing yourself, training well, hard. Do you know what that is though? What you've done there is you've set up a success trigger. Exactly. You made it so easy for yourself. You know, you said to yourself, right, if I just get out of bed and do 20 minutes easy, that's a win. Mm. So anything else is a bonus. Exactly. But also the hardest thing is just getting out the door. Yeah, it is. And, it is. and I talk about this a lot where you've got to set up precursors in your day to make it as easy as possible for you to execute the habit. Yeah. Uh, so for example, what you said there, and, he, and a way you could make it easier would be to put your shoes next to your bed and put your gym kit laid out in front of you. Yeah. Then it's easy. Exactly. You, you get in your kit and then you're pretty much, oh, I'm, I'm in my kit now. Yeah. My shoes are on. I might exactly. as well get out of the house. Once you get out of the house, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna drive to the gym anyway, and now you're there. I'm not gonna waste my time. I'm gonna get exactly. it done. So it's just building and cascading a habit on top of a habit. And it, it's something. It's, if you've read a book called Atomic Habits by James uh, Clear, but I know the guy. It's yeah, an excellent right. yeah. Um, read for anyone who's trying to build habits. I one thing he talks about a lot is yeah. habit stacking and and making it as easy for yourself. To, to build them on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I heard him on a podcast recently as well, and there's definitely a book I want to check out. But you're, you're absolutely right. So two, two of the re key reasons I invited you to here today as well. So apart apart from, well, let's, let's say that the whole embodiment of it was that I see someone who's really tapped into his own excellence in two key areas, one of which is your business, and the second area is your mindset. So I wanted to tap into that so people can kind of take something from you in terms of everything you're doing at the moment. Because like you said, you're in your you're in your element right now, shredding, getting your body ready. Yeah. And that, you know, that isn't an easy thing to do. You make it look easy. 
but it's by no means easy. So I wanted to find out from you, what are you doing now? What are you, because I'm sure temptation is everywhere, right? Even like you came around today and, you know, could have easily offered you something by accident and you could have seen something nice and thought, could have some of that, but you don't. Uh, And so what is it for you that keeps your mindset in the right place or stays focused on your end goal? What do you do? How do you maintain that? I mean, for me right now, failure isn't an option. Yeah. And it sounds like one of those cool sayings you can say you can have, but I've got, there's too many people uh, that I need to be on my A game for. I can't let them down. And this for me is our clients and the people yeah. that we're serving and anyone that's being impacted by the work we're doing. Yeah. I have to lead from the front here. And for me, leading from the front means executing on and, and essentially practicing what I preach. I, how can I tell someone to get up at five, go for cardio, do their steps, eat well, avoid temptation when I can't do it myself? Yeah, of course, yeah, absolutely. So for me, that's that's a big part of it. And then secondly, and the real probably the answer that you're you're thinking of is it's it's more about seeing how far I can take it. And for me, everything I do, whether it's business or uh, in the act of preparing for a competition or photo shooting this time, it's about diving deep into my inner psych and seeing how far I could push it. Like how 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 much uh, what is my pain tolerance level? Like how much can I suffer to get this goal? Mm. And it's always a case of self improvement, and I see it as a as a as a vehicle of self improvement mm. because I know if I want to get into shape, you can't cheat that. Yeah. You can cheat other things, but if you cheat getting into shape, you won't get there. Mm. So for me, it's it's like a reset, and it's there's so many things you have to do in your day, your mindset, your your approach to everything. That there's just so many lessons to be learned. So for me, it's it's, it's very much a case of self improvement, and uh, failure just isn't an option there. So why this? Why the? I I know you kind of touched it and alluded to it slightly, but why this? Why getting your body into shape? Why just for a photo shoot? What does it mean to you? Yeah, for, for, I mean, why physical? Yeah, because it's for me, physical is the foundation uh, to everything else. If, yeah. if, if I can master my body, I can master everything else. I can't control my own self. How am I gonna? How can I help someone else if I can't help myself? How can I build a business if I can't build my own body? So for me, it's very much the foundation, and that's why I, I put so much, uh, so much uh, emphasis on the physical, and that's why I always say the physical is the vehicle to transform everything else. Absolutely, and I see it all the time. Like yeah. for me, we we work with so many different types of people, and we hear the feedback. And yes, they get into great shape. Yes, they look great. But it's the other stuff that really matters. It's the the confidence to do something new it's the confidence to fulfill their potential in all areas of their life it's asking for that raise it's quitting their job it's asking that girl out asking that guy whatever it is it's it's the confidence to do other things in your life that you now get from mastering your physical being yeah is why i i I see it as the foundation and why i I believe everyone should should, um should experience that and and take themselves through a transformation because of everything else it gives them, not just for the physical, everything else. Absolutely, I, I think that's that's spot on as well. I think I think it's incredible what you've achieved so far as well. And I think people seeing that kind of want a piece of the action as well because they they 
you, you said it as well, I think at some point, I, I saw you write, write this as well, there was a lot of that Asian mentality as well, especially that our body types are a certain way. Yeah. And you kind of wanted to show people, actually, yeah. you know, anyone can do it. That's just a, it's, a, it's just a limiting belief at the end of the day. The Asian thing is is something, uh, yes, uh, we, we have a, we help a lot of Asians, but I don't think it's an, I don't think being Asian is a, is a thing. Mm. Like, you don't think, I think what it is with Asians is the more psychological, it's, it's the stigmas created around the community. Yeah. And it's the limit, self-limiting beliefs that you just said that, oh, I'm Asian, so I can't be in shape. Well, I know too many Asians that have crossed too many age groups, too many backgrounds that have got into incredible shape mm. and they're Asian. And, and it's, it's simply a rewiring of your, of your psychology. Uh, for example, your, your brother and sister-in-law. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, yeah. You know, they're 42 kids and they're in, a, they're in shape that most people in their 20s would be envious of. Yeah. And hopefully they're listening and they hear that. Yeah. They yeah. Look <laughs> I think I did see them online actually. Yeah. Exactly. Shout out to Viraj and Sittle there. Yeah. Um, no, it's incredible, but, especially with kids as well. That's what I'm saying. Just, kids, yeah. business, work. Yeah. Uh, Travel. Eight, and then, yeah, yeah I mean, Viraj is always traveling. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, the age thing there. You've got Asians. Mm. You've got, there's so many self-limiting beliefs there that people have, but they've just rewired their psychology mm. and they've believed that they can do this. And they're setting an example for everyone else around them. And I think it's incredibly inspiring what they're doing. Absolutely. Again, I think it's just, you know, it's just down to the fundamental underlying belief that we all have. But, you just know, given, Viraj just given us a, a muscle up. As it, uh, yes, he has indeed as well. And he, he is, he's looking so toned at the moment as well. He, uh, I was saying, um, sorry sorry to put this on camera, but I saw his legs the other day because he'd waxed his legs. So uh, they're yeah. looking sweet, by the way. Uh, so you, saw his, you saw his legs, was, but I got, I, got his, I got his torso shot yesterday. <laughs> did you? He said he dropped a kilo of hair, body oh, hair. <laughs> Actually, mine would be about seven. In fact, most of this is just hair underneath. Yeah. Underneath this, there is a six pack, it's just hair. Just yeah, being protected really. by hair, but um, yeah, <laughs> no, that's wicked. And, and now you've you've taken everything that you've. The other thing, the other aspect to this is what well, where did your where did your business acumen come from? Yeah. So where did you get this idea of doing this? I know you said obviously you wanted to do this because you wanted to and give yourself a better a better quality quality of life yourself as well. But where did you come up with the concept of the online coaching and being able to then build that and grow that as a business? Where did that acumen come from you? Because like you said, you didn't even go to you didn't go to university. No, I did go you, to university. You did yeah, this sports science university. All right, cool. So after yeah. that then, but where did the business because obviously you don't I mean know. the business acumen uh I when people ask me what do you do for business? I mean I I still think I'm too early in the game mm. to be able to give business advice. So we've only been running R and T for two and a half years. So for me, that's still very early in the game. If you want to know what's given me that entrepreneurial flair, um, I mean, uh, the online element came from, I first started helping a, fr a friend of mine who, uh, when I was 18, he was in London and I was in Birmingham University and I was giving him online advice. Okay. That's how it, that was the first sort of online client I had, which was now nearly 10 years ago. Uh, and then I dabbled in it through university uh, and a little bit more while I was working in the city. And then I just realized that this could be a really good model mm. going forwards. And then in terms of business, I mean, I think my, uh, it, it a lot of it comes from my, from my mum, who, who, who's an entrepreneur herself. Oh, really? Uh, okay. And so we talk business. Yeah. And I've been around that sort of environment all my life. Oh, brilliant. Okay. Uh, so that's always been um, a big help. And she's probably my biggest mentor today. Um, but otherwise, it's just the case of, with R&T, what we've done is we've just, I've just put out a lot of information. Mm. 
and I just show people results. And that's been the, the, the sort of formula is put out amazing content for free and actually help people with it. Mm. And when you work with clients, get them great results. Mm. It's as simple as that, really. Just get help people get amazing results and then tell everyone about it. Yeah. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> well, no, it, 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 it is. Though, actually, I think if you find a formula that it's works. It's not easy. Like, running a business isn't easy. Of course. It's brutally tough. But what I've, I always say is some of my best lessons from business have come from bodybuilding. Mm. Because when you're, when you're fatigued, you're in a massive calorie deficit, you're struggling, you have to dig deep and really grind it out. Mm. I'm talking physically. But the same thing applies to business. And, and also, when you're, when you're dieting down and you're getting into incredible shape, the structure, the systems and strategies you have to put into your life carry over to everything you do. Because then you've got to be structured with your day. You've got to be, and all of this time that you're spending on your body, when you shift to maintenance, you can unlock that time and put it into your business. Yeah. And you can carry the habits that you've, you've, you've um, accomplished in your business into your, uh, sorry, in your, in your body uh, transformation into your business. And a lot of people listening to this uh, might not be in it, uh, running their own business. That doesn't matter mm. because it applies to work as well. Everything you do applies to any, any sort of career that you're in. Yeah, absolutely. And so let's let's take it down to another level now. Let's talk about, in fact, your what you're doing specifically in terms of how can where does someone start if they want to transform their body, right? So take me for example, yeah. right? I'm going to be doing the marathon next year. Um, I want to improve my not only improve my fitness, improve my structure, you know, lose the belly flab. As you can see, I've got great legs and everything as well. But obviously, all my fat is right here. Where, where does someone start? If they want to kind of start changing their body and transforming their body, what do they need to do? So as I said earlier, create uh, success triggers for yourself. Make it as easy as possible. Start with uh, basic habits. Now, I, I love a step count. I think it's a great, easy target to have every day. Someone can start with 10,000 steps a day. Just start with that. Like if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're at the ground zero, just start by uh, trying to hit 10,000 steps a day see what happens once you've done that okay now i'm going to try and drink three liters of water a day once you've done that okay now i'm going to have three servings of protein a day and just build it up layer it on top of each other uh, because that way it's going to make it less overwhelming for yourself as opposed to saying right i'm going to do this 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 yeah. and go in and look that's what we do with our clients because we're, we're trying to get a result mm. fast at the beginning and then build on it and, and, and there is something to be said for going all in and throwing yourself into the deep end uh, but if you're asking from a where do we start sort of thing, then just start with a habit and build on top. Cool, no worries. And then uh, at that point as well, if you if you've got, see, I think some people have uh, a big goal in life, right? Let's say they want a physique like yours, but sometimes they 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 it's so far away from them that kind of goal that they keep on talking themselves out of it. Yeah. So what can they do in that situation if they keep on kind of talking themselves out of their goal because they think. There's no way I can look like Akash. Yeah. What do I do? Yeah. It's that fear of success. Yeah. I think there's a couple of things there. You've got to break it down into chunks. I think you've got to really connect with your why. You've got to, you've got to understand why you're doing this and why it's so important to you. And not just say, yeah, because I want to look like uh, I want to look like that guy. It's, no, what's it really going to do? Like, how is it going to help your business? Is it going to help your work? Is it going to help your relationships? Is it going to help your energy? Is it going to allow you to play with your kids better? Think about that. Connect mm. to it. Really deeply understand why you're doing it. Uh, the second thing would, would be yeah, break it down into small chunks. If you have, say, 30 kilos to lose, okay, I'm going to try and hit that first five kilos. 
let's try and set a date for that mm. and create accountability around that so don't just say you're going to do it by I don't know, six months time create accountability around that whether it's telling your friends whether it's telling your uh, your spouse or whether it's putting a bet on it play it, make it a game mm. don't make it so tough for yourself make it so difficult and and um, unrealistic so I, I think accountability is huge uh, habit formation is, is, is massive uh, and then yeah and then connecting with your why those three things can make everything more the difference and then if you if you've got to that point where habit is good you're drinking exercising and stuff yeah. but you're not necessarily seeing the results you want where should you go from there well if you're not seeing results and you're doing all of that then you're probably either eating too much or not moving enough uh, and at that stage I would I would recommend calculating what you're doing and being more strategic around it because it's ultimately it's simple calories in calories out mm. for the most part so you're either eating too much or you're moving too little and you need to figure out which one is which yeah um, and if you're doing this yourself then you've got to calculate the diet got to calculate your activity and do it accordingly that's my problem definitely too much way too much especially too much sugar definitely for me. Yeah. i know that um and then what about in terms of um in fact actually can you talk people through kind of like what you're doing at the moment your kind of typical day in your structure how much you're eating you know how much you're training and so on and so forth what are you doing to get to this stage at the moment okay so it's probably good to disclaimer it and say it's not for everyone <laughs> of course right definitely now, yeah yeah right now I'm, tr I'm weight training six days a week um I'm doing anywhere between 17 and 20,000 steps a day. Uh, I am doing cardio for 50 to 55 minutes a day. Uh, I'm eating around 160 grams of protein, 30 to 40 grams of fat, and 100 to 125 grams of carbs. So anywhere between 13 and 1500 calories a day. So it's very extreme. Yeah, like I can say, very extreme. There's a, there's not. Uh, I, I'm what I'm chasing is extreme. So yeah. I've got to do extreme things. Um, in terms of a typical day, uh, it's very much, I wake up around 5.30 typically, I work from 6 till 9, uh, and then 9 o'clock I'll walk to the gym, I'll train, come back, have breakfast, uh, then I'll carry on working, I'll eat again around 3-ish, uh, eat again around 6, 7, and then I'll fit in cardio in the evening as well. Nice. So you're actually training multiple times a day. Yeah, the cardio is done outside. I just okay. I just power walk outside for, for an hour. Nice. Uh, we had a question from Reno Popat. She said, what sort of proteins could you take, especially for vegetarians and looking to compete in powerlifting? Oh, that's a very good question. Yeah. Um, so vegetarians, again, there's, there's a big stigma around vegetarians and vegans that they can't get into shape. Um, but there's plenty of protein sources. I mean, if you eat dairy, then that's obviously a big help. You know, you've got uh, Greek yogurt, tofu, um, protein powders, uh, lentils, beans, uh, meat replacements if you eat them, uh, different types of soy. Uh, so there's, pl there's plenty of different proteins you can have there. And if you're looking to compete in powerlifting, uh, I would just say uh, find, a, find a sensible program online and, and follow it because it's very rare I get asked about powerlifting because most people just want to look good. Look yeah. good. But if you, if you are training to be a powerlifter, and I've done powerlifting in the past, then you've got to be a bit more strategic with everything you're doing. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, powerlifting. A little bit, yeah. I, as in I know what it is, but I wouldn't have a first clue yeah, yeah. how to train powerlifting. Yeah. I would, I just lift heavy things and see see how it goes. That's yeah, that, that's yeah. my structure in training. No, I do I do I do structure my training a little bit. So I do I do cardio six days a week, but I do weight training three times a week. 
So I do uh, one day is legs, one day is upper body for the weight training, and then I'll do uh, just a mix of general. So I'll do just two the basics. I'll do squats and press ups and you know and chest and things like that. So all the core muscle groups. Um, so that's kind of my training at the moment. Um, ten thousand steps I hit pretty much easily every day anyway. So for me, ten thousand is kind of like normal now. I think that's what you for me as well. That's what I found is that when you've done this, when I've seen documentaries on TV and people talk about ten thousand steps, them like, what ten thousand steps? That's low. I'm like, that's just like that's like average for me. So if it's average for you, then you strap push it up. Yeah, I do. I actually, I actually do, and especially now, now that I've actually. It was only recently, literally two weeks ago, I was talking about the marathon. I'm actually going to run it for a lovely couple called um, uh, Sergio and Manu, and she's got a child called uh, Shiv. And we've got a charity called Smile with Shiv. So I want to run it for him. Um, and um, so now, as of next week, my training starts. Um, that's one thing about the marathon in the UK is that it's in April, so you actually have to train through the winter, which is a real pain in the backside. If only it was in September, it'd be perfect. Um, but I've done it before. I have trained before, and sort of I know what's involved. Um, I just I think I didn't push myself far enough in the training stages, yeah. uh, which is my uh, shortcoming that time. But running for me, two things that changed my life because I was so unfit up until 2005. I was um, what changed for me big time was. Uh, 2005 went through a bad breakup I was in such bad shape I had hit 23 stone and I had nowhere near as much much muscle as I do now walking down the stairs at work and I was in pain and I thought to myself even though I was playing a bit of badminton I thought something has got to change so that was when I started running and I remember the first time I ran I ran about I think I didn't even make it a mile ran with one of my best mates who was quite good at running at that time ran about a mile didn't even make it in a mile Second time I ran, I think I made it almost two miles and then I just built it up and then I did loads of 5Ks for charity. And then I went to my 10Ks and then I did three half marathons and I did the, the marathon. Um, and I'm not even sure what happened that day, why I struggled to get past 14, 15 miles. It was just one of those things. I just hit a wall at that stage. And I just knew though, I knew in my body that if I push myself, I wasn't going to make it to the end. So I thought, let's just make it to the finish line. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so yeah. Anyway, so that slightly, it'll slightly digress there as well. What, uh, another question for you as well from Radhika. She said, what hours are best for intermittent fasting? That's an interesting question. Yeah, I so know a it, bit about intermittent fasting as well. But. So intermittent fasting is often spoken about as a magic tool. Mm. But ultimately, it comes down to calories in and calories out. Exactly. And what intermittent fasting is, and for anyone who's listening that doesn't know what it is, it's basically time-restricted eating. Mm. But all it is, is is an easier way to manage your calories. So from I, I'm a fan of it, but I don't call it intermittent fasting. I just call it the way I eat. Yeah. Because for me, it works for my lifestyle, and it's it's important that whatever diet you do, it's key, it works for your lifestyle. Mm. For me, eating at 11 a.m. works really well because I get it means I can get a lot of work done in the morning without worrying about breakfast. Mm. So that works really really well. It also helps me manage my hunger because I can have bigger meals as mm. opposed to having little rabbit portions throughout the day. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to keep stop stopping my day to eat. So that helps me manage that and, and live my lifestyle. I personally do 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. So that works really well for me. For other people, it might be 2, 4, 8. And there's, no, there's no right or wrong here. Mm. As long as the calories at the end of the day work out to be the correct for you, then the timings are completely accordance to your lifestyle, your work, your hunger, your energy, and uh, how you feel best. Is that what you do at the moment? So you, you don't have breakfast till 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. So you actually eat, do your work and then you train as well before you eat? So I do most, eat, yeah. So like, you train in a fasted state? Yeah, I train. I use essential amino acids. Okay. 
So I use amino acids, creatine, and uh, some salt as well. So is that prior to training? That's during training. During training, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? T tell everyone exactly what it is you do. So I take essential amino acids, 15 grams, uh, creatine, and salt. The salt is, for, is to help with the pump. Yeah. Um, the reason I take the essential amino acids is, is because I'm trying to protect a lot of muscle mass. Um, it just helps me yeah. stay, in that, stay in that flow state when I'm training and, and maintain the muscle mass that I've got. Gotcha. And then when do you when do you finish eating at the end of the day? What's your kind uh, of dinner around seven? Seven, yeah? yeah. And then that's it. That's your last meal then of I'm the done, day. Yeah. Then that's it. So you're pretty much doing almost a sixteen hour window there anyway. Which yeah, is yeah, kind of like the, the, the Sometimes I'll extend it to twelve uh twelve one. Like mm. today I didn't eat till twelve thirty. Mm. So I extended it, but it was just because I was uh I was out, I was walking around. So I'm not stressed that if it, if I miss if I miss the window a little bit, I'm not stressed about it. Mm. It's just whenever it happens. I might have dinner at eight PM. It's not, it's not a big deal. I'm not like, oh, 7 p.m., it's off, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's whatever happens in the day. Yeah. So you've actually, so we'll, we'll come back to a couple of questions in a minute as well, but you've actually worked with a few people who are vegan and stuff as well, because a lot of people do ask that question. I'm vegan now. I've gone vegan. Yeah. But a lot, I don't, I don't think there's, you can still do exactly what you want to do, but I'm sure you get this question all the time as well. So someone who's a vegan, what can they do? Or what do they need to do if they want to go on a training program and they're worried about muscle or anything like that? Because I know you speak about this a lot as well. So what's kind of uh, for your advice or your um, coaching to someone who's a vegan or even vegetarian as well who wants to train, build muscle mass? What do they need to do? So if you want to build muscle mass, the first thing is, is you, only, you shouldn't even be worried about your diet. Mm -hmm. First thing is you need to train hard. You yeah. need to train like an animal. <laughs> you need to train consistently like an animal because that is the most important thing when it comes to building your body. A lot of people, there's, there's always emphasis on nutrition and people always want to talk about diet. People forget that training hard is what builds a physique. You can't build a physique eating meat mm. and, and not doing anything. You have yeah. to train hard, which is what a lot of the vegans, vegetarians forget. Yeah, you got to train hard. Yeah. Once you've done that, then make sure your calories are, are right. So if you're trying to lose weight, make sure you're eating a little bit less than you burn. Um, sorry, eating more than you. Uh, yeah, eat, yeah. <laughs> so my mind's going fuzzy. Now. Um, but then you need to get a protein target, and I don't think the protein target needs to be as high as it's often touted to be. So I, I would say, uh, for let's just say a two hundred pound person, if you can aim for anywhere between one forty and two hundred grams, you're going to be okay. Yeah, and you can get that as a vegan through tofu, protein powders. Uh, different types of soy, lentils, beans. Uh, you're going to get some incidentals from nuts. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't count them as main protein sources, but you're going to get some incidental um, proteins from there. Uh, and then I think now it's a lot easier to be ve vegan than it oh, used yeah, to be. yeah, definitely. Like, if you asked me five, ten years ago, I would have said, yeah, you can do it. It's just going to be difficult eating out. It's going to be difficult buying foods. But now I find everywhere has a vegan option, and it's very easy now to, to get vegan protein sources as well. Yeah. So. I think I think it's been completely overblown, and, and it's a lot easier to follow than than it may have been five ten years ago. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, the, from my perspective as well, pretty much everywhere you go now has vegan options to eat. And generally, you know, if you if you know where you're going and stuff, and you kind of plan ahead, you can find very healthy places to eat as well. Unless you're in Vegas, then it's a different story. Uh, on the strip, anyway, there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit of a hellish uh, time because we were at the seminar, and the only choice we had was to go for the buffet. Zip. All I was having every day was a bit of toast with rice on top and Mexican beans, and that was what I had five to six days oh, straight God. for breakfast. It was horrible. It was it was all right. I mean, yeah, but it yeah. was just like after a few days, you're like, God's sake! And then finally, we managed to after it was over, found some beautiful vegan places. By the way, ah, oh, they were good as well, really good. Um, 
Uh, oh yeah, so Renal's asking, by the way, is whey protein better pre-workout or after workout? It doesn't matter. So again, whey protein, the way you need to think about it is it's, it's literally a powdered chicken breast. That, I always explain it like that. And the reason why I explain it like that, not because it's meat, mm. but because it's just protein in a different form. Mm. So you can have it in any way you want to hit your protein target. And all it should be done for is uh, a form of convenience to make it easier for you to hit your protein target. There's nothing special about it. You don't have to have it pre-workout, post-workout. You can have it whenever you want in the day that allows you to hit your protein target. The reason why it's been marketed as post-workout is because it's easy to drink. And it just it makes it like a an easy habit to implement into a day. But there's nothing special about when you have it, how you have it, how much you have it, etc. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Love it. Thank you very much for that as well. Keep your questions coming in, but if anyone has got any more questions as well, feel free to put them to Akash. Uh, and now's the time to pick his brain when he's here because he's a very busy man these days as well. So uh, especially with your training regimen as well. But um, I know we kind of touched on it as well, but I wanted to talk about a little bit more about what keeps you going. Um, I know you have a goal, you kind of know what you want. Failure is not an option, but you know, you're human at the end of the day, yeah. you're going to have bad days. Yeah, of course. What really keeps you going on your bad days? What keeps your mindset focused on where you want to go uh, and what you're doing and what you're working on at the moment? Because the thing is as well, I, I know what it's like and I've been there and I'm one of these people that when I get disciplined, I get disciplined. But equally so, those days when I'm not, you know, it's so easy to cave and there's temptation everywhere as well. How I mean, do you this keep yourself? Yeah, this week's been one of the toughest on the diet. Yeah. You know, I've had really low days of energy. Uh bad mood swings and it's, it's, I'm not going to sit here and say it's been easy at all mm. but the, the honest truth is that when, when I have those days I just have to think back to why am I doing this like what what is what would happen if I didn't do it mm. and am I am I willing to pay that price and I think one of the reasons why people get a lot of self-confidence out of transforming the body is actually through the self-esteem you get through keeping the promise to yourself that you're going to tick all the boxes and just through the act of ticking the boxes you're building that self-esteem so for me it's like if i don't do this what's i going to say about myself to, to my to my own self not not to worry about anyone else but i'm just lowering my own standards i've just got to think back to why i'm doing it for me it's you know i, I spoke about it before it's, it's practicing what i preach it's sharpening the sword it's trying to pursue a condition that very few can. It's being better than last time. So I've just got to think about these. And I know if I fall off track, I won't get there. So I've got to think about my why. And if you've got a strong enough why there, you've got to just connect to that in, the, in those weekdays. Like, and, and everyone's why is going to be different. Some people's going to be extremely deep. And some people... Now, for some people, if they don't do it, it's death. Like I've, I've, I've had people where if they don't sort themselves out, they're going to have all their health issues are just going to run them over. Mm. And if you slip once, you're going you're gonna to keep doing it. You lose <coughs> the momentum. Into, you yeah. lose the momentum. You lose the habits. So you've got you've to connect to that reason and understand why you're doing it. And it, it could be as shallow or as deep as it might be for you. Mm. It's got to be personal to you. And you've got to connect to it on those dark days. Yeah. Uh, I, was, uh, I was talking to someone else recently about why, the whole why um, mentality, uh, about understanding your reasons. When I started at the beginning of this year, getting up at five every 
morning. Uh, my what was getting me out of bed and stopping me from pre preventing me from pressing snooze. I've got into a bit of a bad habit again now. So I'm pressing snooze once and I wake up about 10 past five, which I'm, I slap myself. Now, every time I do it, I'm like, idiot, don't do that. Because that's just as soon as you fall into the habit, yeah. you know, it's easy to fall backwards. So I'm kind of retraining the myself. Um, what I do is I put the phone on the other side of the room. Good idea. Yeah. So every morning I have to get up to, to go do it. But also, again, what I say with the snoozing thing, if you snooze there, you're telling yourself that you'd rather be asleep. Exactly. And, and your goals aren't important. Yeah. But it's also, you snooze for 10 minutes, you're going to feel worse because your quality of sleep is terrible. You're yeah. getting 10 minutes of crap sleep yeah. just to be in bed for a bit longer. Yeah. I'd rather just get out and get on with it. Right? Yeah, it's true. So just uh, put, your phone, put, your phone, put your phone on the other side of the room. Do you know what it is though, right? For me, um, if I, when I put my phone on the other side of the room sometimes, I sleep through my alarms. What's worked for me is actually I use my Apple Watch because it vibrates. And I find that that really helps to get me out of bed um, because it's, even though I can snooze it, but it wakes me up in a bit of a sort of a bit more alert. I don't know what it is, but it just works quite well for me. So I've been doing that, but um, uh, that's uh, worked in that respect. But in terms of the, the actual habit of getting up, what was more concrete for me was the why though, realizing that up until that point, that if I was, as I was beginning to take my business more seriously, I couldn't afford to get up at nine o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning, then go to the gym and then be home by 12, one o'clock and then have something to eat. By the, by the time that's done, it's two o'clock in the afternoon. There was just not enough time for that. Um, for me, if I was going to establish uh, a legitimate business uh, and build on it, I needed more time. Yeah. And the only place I could find that time was in the morning because I didn't want to sleep even later at night. My poor wife, bless her, she's an early sleeper. And, you know, we were just on a different clock for a while. And I thought, I can't do that to her either. I needed to correct my cycle, go to bed early, wake up early. Uh, and it's having an effect on her as well. Now, she started, she started to wake up much earlier now as well, even though she was an early morning person anyway. She's pretty much waking up the same time as me. She doesn't always get up at exactly the same time, but she'll wake up and she'll kind of just, you know, do a yeah. few bits in bed and stuff while she's there. But... um. But ultimately, though, it was remembering why I was doing it was getting me out of bed. Yeah. It was that was pushing me out. It wasn't even the thought of having to snooze or anything like that. But just that why was so strong. I remember it being so strong. It was just getting my ass out of bed before I even had a, time, a chance to talk myself out of it. And that for me was more powerful beyond anything else. Uh, and I think that's if, if, if I could say thing, anything to anyone is just when you connect with your why, when you find your why, then it just makes all the difference in the world. It makes you know it will change everything for you. Yeah, and it's scary to do it sometimes for people. But they, oh yeah, it's scary to to do the exercise. Like yeah. one one exercise I tell people who are struggling with that is, you know, ask yourself. So if I were to ask you, why you want to do the marathon? What would your answer be? Uh, for myself, for loads of in fact, I could give you three or four different reasons. But give me one for now. For one, so um, for me, it's about really pushing myself to see what I'm capable of. Yeah, why is that important? Um, because if I don't, I stagnate. And if I stagnate, if, stagnate? if I stagnate, I won't progress. I'll, I'll probably regress in my life. I won't achieve the things that I need to do. That, like for me, what my mission in life is to is to impact every human soul on planet Earth. And I cannot do that in a stagnated place. If I want to do that, I need to push myself. And pushing yourself tells people a story about that they can also go beyond. And if I'm not doing that, then people aren't going to buy into what I'm saying. Exactly. So you've connected there that this marathon is your path to making impact in this world. Yeah. And if you don't, if you don't c connect to that on those dark days, you're going to forget. Exactly. So you've got to remember that when you're going through your bad period. And also 
you've got to tell your closest people around you about this because if you don't have your if you don't have good social support around you yeah you're gonna struggle because you can't do this yourself right i can't course, do this myself yeah. like i'll tell my the people closest to me what i'm doing why it's important to me and they'll support me out of that and that allows you to get through your bad days as well and i also talk, i talked earlier about connecting to your why but it's also having people around you remind you of that why and just pull you through those dark days because no one can do this themselves you can't build a business on your own you can't um transform your body on your own it's yes it's driven by you but you need people around you to kind of push you along when it gets tough yeah because it will get tough yeah god yeah like when you're waking up uh, yeah it's freezing cold in november (laughs) yeah and you got a marathon to prepare for you got to tell your wife. Your wife will be the one that pushes you out of bed. Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, funny enough, I don't know about you, but I find it easier to wake up in the winter than I do in the summer. I don't know why I struggle more in the summer, but in the winter, I, I yeah. was up like a shot and just didn't. The cold weather, the cold weather doesn't bother me at all. But for some reason, the the hot weather makes me just feel that ever slightly more lethargic. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe that was it. I'm not sure. But uh, uh, keeping the promise is key. This is what we learned at Tony Robbins. Absolutely. Uh, as Siddharth was saying as well, definitely agree on the low days. Team effort yeah. really helps oh, as well. We're thinking obviously the same. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You've got a great team around you. One thing, other thing I talk, I saw you talk about on your profile. I think it was about four or five months ago about journaling. So yeah. I want to to ask you about that as well. Why did you start that? What's it kind of what's it meant for you? What have you got out of it? Um, where did you get the idea from? So I started journaling last November. So it's been almost a year now, and so I love writing um, from my blog and other people's blogs. But I like the the process of writing. But I, it was always it was never writing for myself. As in, what I mean by that is it was always writing for the public essentially i was never doing anything myself so concept of journaling it originally started as a way of just sort of introspecting with myself but writing that nothing needs to be published with this it's just it's just for me what it evolved into was essentially a cornerstone habit that i do almost every day uh, and it's really given me insights into myself that i don't think i would have got without it it's also become like a form of therapy for myself to be able to work through my feelings, work through any struggles, issues, problems, stresses, and sort of write my way through it. And it's good. it gives me strategy time. It gives me a lot of me time. And that's what it is really. And I don't do it long. I do it five, ten minutes when I wake up. Just five, ten minutes. And all I do is uh, I just free flow. I don't have too much structure about it. I just open the page. I write down the, the, my, the day. I write my body weight down as well. This is the habit I track. Yeah. Uh, and then I just write whatever comes to mind. And it could be reflecting on the day before. It could be what I want to achieve in six months' time. It could be uh, a problem I'm trying to figure out. There's no set structure to it. I just go with the flow and see what happens. But it's, it's become, it's very therapeutic. And I, I enjoy it and I encourage everyone to do it because you learn about yourself. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to cut a bad habit, you can you can journal your way through it and understand why am I doing that bad habit? Like, why do I always reach for the biscuits after dinner? What am I doing? You can go, you can go through that and explain, explain to yourself why you're doing it and then potentially figure out a solution. Yeah. So has there been anything specific as well that you found from doing the journaling that's helped you? Yeah, I mean, a, a lot. Yeah. It, what it's done is it's given me a lot of clarity in my life. 
uh, with what I want to achieve, how I want to achieve it, the lifestyle I'm working towards. Um, it gives me a lot of strategy time as well for the business. But clarity, yeah, and which is essentially clarity. It gives me a lot of clarity. If I could put it into one word, mm. it just gives me that that. Okay, why am I doing this? Or what am I trying to achieve? Or what what am I trying to work around right now? Um, so, for example, yesterday, so the day before, I spent time uh, journaling about how I was feeling during this particular moment in the photo shoot and why it's important that I'm feeling this way because I'm creating new levels of empathy. Why is that important? It just helped me connect with my why. Mm -hmm. So it changes every day why I use the journaling, but clarity is, is what it gives me in, in every department of it. Nice. What about you in terms of your long-term goal for you, your health, your uh, personal achievement in terms of your body, your physique, but also your business and what you're trying to do and how many people you're trying to impact and stuff? You know, What's kind of your goals? What are you working towards? What, where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Yeah, it's always a tough question. I was, yeah. saying, I was saying to someone else the other day, and I say this quite often actually, you know, people ask me what your five-year pl five plan is. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I, I'm in the same boat well. But yeah. it's because life changes. What I've learned. My young years, yeah, not that old, one, right? <laughs> I'm gonna be 28 next year. Hey, you're 28, yeah, wow, 27. So wow. But what I found is every year my life changes so much. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't even know what's gonna happen in five years' time. For me, I only look, I tend to look like six months in advance, yeah. Um, I, I than, think that's actually a good chunk. Out, yeah, I, rather I, than sketching out five years, like people yeah. always ask, well, What's your five year business plan? I'm like, I have no idea. Five years ago, I wasn't doing this, uh, a year ago, the business was completely different. A year ago from now, I'm sure it'll be completely different. So I'm just going to focus on what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Um, in terms of like what we, how many people we're trying to impact, I, I don't have a, a statement like I want to impact a million people or anything like that. What I do believe is everyone should experience uh, benefits of a physical transformation. They should experience the vehicle, the, the, the physical being a vehicle mm. to the greater good in their lives. And I think everyone should have that experience because of how life-changing it can be. Uh, absolutely again i think you, you know you you hit the nail on the head that i think thinking actually in small chunks actually is probably sometimes more beneficial because thinking five years can be so esoteric to us our, our brains don't often work like that but if you're thinking in small chunks forward three months six months maybe up to a year possibly it's more digestible to us we can actually tangibly think right these are the steps i'm going to do or this is what i'm going to do or try and do like you said could change right at a moment's notice because something else is going to come up and disrupt it you know someone else could completely disrupt your business model or something come along right so anything could change at any time but i, I think it's just important to have a goal and something to work towards and so when you when you what we do is so life-changing so for me that's the the driver and i know by default we will help more people and it will continue to change people's lives but that that's the day-to-day -day why mm. and, but it's also the bigger vision as well because I, I i believe everyone should experience that but coming back to your question of like five years time i, I don't know how that will play out and i'm just yeah. me being completely honest i don't have a five-year plan yeah so tell us a couple of bit a couple of stories you've had recently and stuff in terms of people the impact it's had on people that you've worked with and the changes it's had in their lives and what it's meant to them sure i mean oh, where can we start um, we <laughs> start with one one person uh, who yeah, we could say he broke the net this year. Oh, uh, really? One of our clients, <laughs> not quite literally, but oh, yeah, I was going to say, I was like, what? Uh, one of our clients, uh, Dick said, she yeah, he um, 
at the age of 50 years old, he lost uh, 50 kilos. Oh, God, that's And he had borderline diabetes. He had gout, uh, blood pressure, on track for heart problems, the lot. But he's, he's lost 50 kilos at the age of 50 that's years old. I mean, yeah. you don't even need to look at the pictures to know how big of a change that would be. Mm. But also how much it would change your quality of life. Uh, everything has changed. His quality, his quality of life changed. His business has transformed. Mm. His clarity. He can play with his kids now. You know, it's 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 life changing. So yeah. that's just one example of that. Any others as well? Yeah, I mean, because I see I see the the incredible stories and stuff. Because you actually write these out these stories of these people and what they've been through. And there's I've seen you know mums, dads, you know parents, you know who are uh, working full time jobs, long hours. I think there was one you posted the, the vegan doctor. I think was one example recently. Yeah, the vegan well. doctor. He uh, a very good friend of mine, Minil. Uh, he works as a as a doctor, so obviously erratic hours. He's vegan. Uh, and he's completely like you, you saw him, right? Mm. Completely transformed. Yeah. Um, but he said to me, "You know what? It's 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 not even about the fact that I look great. I feel great, mm. and that's a big thing. In that you feel amazing mm. when you've accomplished it because you've just you've done something not many people can do, and the level of self confidence that gives you just opens your mind up to new possibilities. Yeah. And that's what it's really about." It's very, it's very rarely just that. Yeah, it always starts with aesthetics. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves here. Mm. It always starts with aesthetics, but it always becomes more than that. Any others? Any other particular ones that has touched you as well that yeah, you've the seen? They, they, yeah, they, yeah. I mean, it's had an impact on you one, when they've told you their story. Yeah, one that story that always comes to mind is is a client of mine who, on New Year's Eve 2017, he messaged me saying, uh, "Thank you, Akash. I was suicidal this year." A couple of months ago, before I started with so RNT. 2017, was it? Yeah, so New Year's Eve, so okay. uh, start of 2018. Okay, gotcha, yeah. I was at rock bottom. I was going to end it all. But RNT gave me a level of focus on myself and brought me back from, uh, brought me back out from, from underneath. Wow. And I remember reading it just before switching off for New Year's Eve, and I thought, wow, this is why we're doing what we're doing. Yeah. Because we're not just changing, we're not just transforming bodies. That's incredible. Yeah, and, and we've had a, quite a few of them actually now since then. But um, that was the first time I'd heard it from a, a level and depth. Mm. I wasn't aware we were impacting. Yeah, and aesthetically as well. Any particular person you've just seen the transformation, you thought that's just incredible. Well, everyone aesthetically. Yeah. I mean, let's just give, yeah, everyone aesthetically looks incredible. Is, is there has there been anyone who's looked as good as me? Though I mean, come on. I mean, that's, that's they haven't quite, quite talked to you yet. Yeah. yeah, that's that's quite a tough ask. I mean, you know, when are we, we going to get you on the website? Soon, soon. Well, now that my marathon training is starting, I'll tell you what, won't be long, won't be long now as well. So, uh, so Akash, enjoy your blogs. It's all about self confidence as well. You're a baby. Yeah, you're a 28. You are a baby, though. She always tells me that, yeah. You are, though, 28, man. But to be at this stage, actually, at 28, I think it's incredible. I wish. Uh, you know, this is kind of just my own stupid thing, but just wishing in my life that I started doing what I'm doing now as well, much younger. But 2000, and I mean, I, I've been coaching for 27 years, but you know, it was only really uh, I went through a bit of a, a major transition phase where I also tried to end my life as well back in sort of 2001, 2002, and I saw someone end their life right in front of my eyes as well. Um, um, the things started to change and then it was all through a book called conversations with god i don't know if you've ever heard of that book it was a beautiful book that sort of um started me down a new journey um but i just think to myself of where i was at 28 and where you're at as well i kind of 
there's a little tiny piece of me and it's a little bit envious, but everyone's got their own journey, of course, you know, and I, I, to be honest, inside, and my wife and I joke about this, I feel 25. I don't feel like I'm 42. Oh, I feel like, exactly. Oh, I feel like this is why we don't have kids yet because we both feel like we're so young. We're not even really ready for kids yet yeah. because I feel there's so much more to come. Um, so even though there's a tiny bit of my brain that thinks that, but then there's another side that's like, in fact, the bigger side, which is I don't even feel the age anyway. I don't feel 42 at all. In my head, mentally, I'm 25 and I'm just getting started. I know this is just the beginning. So, Brilliant. so uh, apart from the hair, that's the only thing that gives it away. The, the thinning gray hair, that's about the only thing as well. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think so far today has been just very intriguing. And I think it's incredible what you've achieved so far and what you're doing with not only yourself, but with other people. And I think that, uh, that again, for you, this is probably just the beginning of what's, what's to come as well. And I'm looking forward to seeing what the, the next phases of your journey are going to be. And even after this as well. Yeah, so your photo shoot, and you're doing it with a group of people this time as well. You're not just doing individuals; you're doing a whole bunch of you, right? So the the shoot, my own shoot, will be done myself, but there'll be a lot of people there shooting. Uh, we've got ten people shooting that weekend. Yeah, excellent. Uh, yeah, and of course, Sidal and Birch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah they're, they're looking forward to it now. They're looking yeah, forward yeah. to just getting it done. Yeah, they got a holiday the week before it. Though, so yeah, I know. They'll navigate them around that. I know. That's that's. Definitely... I'm holding them accountable by telling them by telling everyone about this. <laughs> Sorry for mentioning, guys. Sorry. <laughs> and then after, actually, once you've done your photo shoot, what's for you? It's just maintenance. Question. It'll be a uh, period of consolidation. So one thing we always talk about is once you get into amazing... what does that mean? Actually, tell yeah, them. Yeah, so once you get into amazing shape, you don't want to just yo-yo back. Yeah, it's an easy game. It's actually easy getting into shape. It's hard keeping it. Yeah. That's why you, that's why we have such a big dieting industry because yo-yo dieting is so prevalent and yeah. it's so important that once you get into shape, you spend time consolidating. So we call it the consolidation phase of the journey. And that's very much about once you reach your transformation checkpoint, you then learn how to maintain the gains. Mm. So everything you've you've worked your, your you've worked so hard for, how do you now keep it whilst living a normal lifestyle? That's the real magic, and that's yeah. the hardest bit. And I, and that's why I always say maintenance. Once you're there, is a goal in itself. What's what's Akash Regela on a naughty day, right? When you have feel like having a bit of a cheat. Once you're yeah, kind my, of my go-to done, meal, yeah, it would probably be uh, ribeye steak with um, triple cooked chips, yeah, and a dark chocolate brownie. Oh no, nice. nice. <laughs> Sorry oh, to make you think about it now, and a, man. And, a, and a, yeah, and a, and a glass of Malbec to go with it. What's that? What's Malbec? A red wine. Oh, it's a red yeah. wine. Okay, cool. That's yeah. my go-to meal. A Hawksmoor. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. yeah. I got invited to uh, a boy, a lads' evening at uh, Hawksmoor as well. I couldn't, I couldn't go because obviously I'm vegan. They don't even eat any vegan food as well. Hawksmoor's the best restaurant out there. Malbec team effort. Yeah, Malbec. <laughs> uh, Barrett says we're going to keep each other accountable. Malbec from Mendoza. <laughs> Achieving everything you have before thirty and so much to come. So proud of you, Av from Bujat Delhi. Yeah, she's actually our business manager. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. excellent, excellent. Definitely should be proud of all the things you've achieved. It's not just the physical transformation, uh, physical transformations as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to seeing you shoot, shoot-wise, what the end product is. Everything yeah, we should be towards. good, yeah. yeah. Put a little teaser out last week. Yeah, um, and your shot yesterday as well. I was in a restaurant. Put the arse out yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why I put that out, I think, I don't know if you I read get it, I read it when I read it's it. So it's, it's such a, an extreme that is. And for me, that's my yardstick. Yeah. So if I can get to that, then I know I've covered that. I, for me, I've ticked the box already in my head. I, now I just need to coast in for the next two weeks mm. and hold it there. Yeah. But for me, that's my yardstick. I've hit it. So I'm happy. 
Excellent. Well, dude, it's been a pleasure having you on. It's been an awesome. I'm so glad you came as well because I know this has obviously been a tough time for you in terms of being in this phase when you're exhausted, you're mm. pushing yourself to the next well, level. I'm, to come. I'm taking a gram of caffeine today, so oh. that's that's, uh, <laughs> that's keeping me going. I could tell actually you're a little bit off the walls as well. You like you like I could see your eyes going. Yeah. <laughs> so I could tell there was a bit of caffeine involved. Yeah, there. A lot of pills today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think what I wanted to say though. Honestly, like when I see what you do, seeing your results, what you've achieved with people, uh, it pushes people. It makes people realize they can do it. Inspires people into action. This is what this is all about. Feeling inspired yeah. is getting people to that point. Because the whole genesis of this was that for me, when I mentioned about that book, you know, um, reading conversations with God, that was like a book that got me inspired to take further action. Since then, there's been loads. But it's, I think for everyone in life, there's something, some event, something happens that kind of something, yeah, a switch, switch, yeah, switch. Uh, that turns them on, that gets them going, that makes them think, shit, I haven't got no time to waste or just they see someone's story or journey, anything like that. And that switch is turned on and they start making changes. And this is what I want to try and help people do is perhaps unlock that switch or turn on that switch so they can start to make all the things. And there's, you know, less time you know so you're not wasting any time not doing the things you want to do Brilliant. i remember how restricted i was when my diet was poor and all the things i couldn't do and all the things i can do now don't get me wrong far from yeah. perfect of course but i'm in a thousand times much better place than i was before another, another just, just to bounce off that another mm. reason why um i'm such a big believer in, in taking care of your physical is when you when you when you transform your body and you build those habits you put you give your body good fuel and you, and you train it to essentially function at its best. Mm. You know, if you, it, it's always that analogy of like, you know, if you want to have a f Ferrari, you don't give it shit. Uh, sorry. No, 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 please. No, no. This is this is a great thing about podcasts. We you, say whatever the word. You don't give it like. crap. Yeah. But if you if you want to run on a Ferrari engine in your body, essentially, you've got to give it good stuff. Mm. And if you want to be your best in your relationship, if you want to be your best in your work, if you want to be the best day to day living, you have to be giving. You have to be taking care of yourself. Yeah. You have to be giving it good fuel and training it so you can handle everything that life throws itself. Yeah, so, just and that's, that's that's why one of the reasons why I train. Yeah. It's so important. Oh, just bouncing off that energy. I think you're more the Ferrari. I'm more the sort of beetle. So just to kind of... Yeah, we'll <laughs> upgrade you there. We'll upgrade. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I'll give you Get ourselves remolded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, my wife and I are definitely going to be taking on the R&T challenge at some point in the future as well. So uh, my wife's doing fantastic as well. She's been uh, very good with her diet as of late. Uh, and she's lost a bit of weight as well. And... Um, like I said, my training starts now for the marathon as well. Brilliant. I've got to get myself into shape. Uh, I, I'm actually already doing quite well. I, I, as in, in terms of who I am, I, I'm what is good when it's people like four people because I can actually run really long distances. People think they look at me and they think, ah, oh, fat bastard. But actually, I can run 10K without even training for it. So for me, I've got quite a lot of stamina. I can push myself very far, very easily. Um, but just getting myself, because after the marathon, I actually want to yeah. go ultra distance after that as well. I'd love to push myself to an ultra distance, maybe Brilliant. a triathlon or something nice. as well. So that's one of my next long-term goals as well. Awesome. So, but Mr. Vagella, AV. No, thanks for having me. No, thank really you so much it. for coming down today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And it's been good getting some insight into it, how the Vagella brain works as well and what's what's coming up as well. I'm looking forward to seeing you on this photo shoot as well. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Uh, and to everyone watching right now as well, if you want to connect with this main man right here, as you can see, details are up there at Akash Vagella and his at RNT underscore fitness.
Yes, correct. That, the that's Instagram, the one I think yeah. got on, I put it wrong on the poster, but it's RNT underscore fitness. If you want to connect with this guy, um, then that's the place to find him. And if you want to sign up to one of his pro- coaching programs as well, just get in touch, I assume. Yeah, Easy just head to the website, www.rntfitness.com. Uh, and you know what? The proof is in the pudding right here as well. If you want to change your physique, change your energy, change everything, I mean, just look at what we've got right here. Got show me your bicep. Come on, come on. Do a, do a flat. Come on, this wouldn't be. Look, look at that. Look at this man right here, man. That, I mean, it's it's almost almost as good as this, almost. But, you know, we'll just use him as the example today. So, no, thank you for coming down, man. Really appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure today. You're welcome. Very Ladies welcome. and gentlemen, this is episode three of the Feeling Inspired podcast, episode four coming soon as well. And obviously it'll be reposted. It's going to be online. It'll be on my blog. It'll be it's on Professional Asian right now. It's on Connectation. It'll be everywhere. So you can just rewatch. If you've just joined, don't worry. You can watch it in your own time as well. And there'll be the audio release soon as well. So I will catch you all soon as well. Have a beautiful weekend. Enjoy the bank holiday. And we'll see you all soon. Thank you. Take it easy. Ciao.